0: the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.
1: Hello, I'm George Cup. And I'm Callum Gurr. And you're about to listen to the podcast version of To Be Discussed with Cup and Gurr. Please note that this is a podcast. So, It's not a live broadcast, so please do not try to vote in any of the polls or send in messages to any of our discussions, as your message will not be registered, but you may still be charged.
2: Also, please note that not all of the opinions expressed in this podcast are our actual opinions, but may be expressed to create a better discussion. Anyway, enjoy the podcast and don't miss our live broadcast every Sunday on Wizard Radio Station. We'll be right
1: Good evening, this is To Be Discussed with Cuff and Gurr, our brand new show where we prove that different political opinions does not have to end in feuds and the breakdown of friendships. My name is George Cup, and I will be joined by my co-host and political opposite, Callum Gurr. Hello everybody, that's
2: right, George is a hardline Brexiteer and true blue conservative, whereas I'm a Lib Dem and Ramona, but despite these different standpoints, we are still really good friends. Tonight we'll be discussing the following. Should Brunei remain a member of the Commonwealth? Who would you vote for in a general election? And do you believe in soulmates? With each of these discussions being accompanied by polls, which you have the chance to vote on at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. And these discussions will be open until the end of the song break between each topic.
1: But first, with To Be Discussed, this first discussion is usually where we'd be reading out and discussing your opinions on a topic that we revealed at the end of the previous week's show. So keep an eye out at the end of tonight's show for the chance to be heard in the feature of next week. But we thought we'd take this time to actually explain the process of um, To Be Discussed with Cup and Go and what it's about, why we decided to um, bring this forward and why we're presenting it. Firstly, though, Callum, I think the main question is, are you excited about our new show?
2: No, I'm, I'm really not excited, George. Not at all, no. Uh, <laughs> all right. No, of course. I mean, I'm, I'm really, really uh, excited by this. I think it's going to be great um, to... to Give us a bit more flexibility in what we're discussing, but also in that first topic, hear a bit more about what the listeners think about the topics um, and kind of kind of challenge our viewpoints a lot more by by giving the audience a greater voice within the show. I mean, I suppose I should return that
1: question to you, George. Are you excited about this? and, (laughs) And why are you excited? I, I am definitely excited about this it's a it's a new challenge and it's it's something new for everyone and I and I think um, I hope our um, audience is as excited as, as we are as well um I just quickly want to read through what you are going to, to to be expected throughout the show and the way it's going to run so this first discussion is um we have kind of called it have your say where like I just said earlier we will be posting a question to you guys where we want you to email you <laughs> Or um, tweet us with your opinions about that certain discussion um, or question, um, and then then we can uh, talk about what it what your opinions are, what our opinions are, whether we agree or disagree with them. Um, and I think that just by doing that, we really and truly open up the radio show to engage with our audience, to engage with the people that are listening to our show, and to hear what you guys actually what are thinking about what what we are saying. Um, it's a bit more of a personal touch, and we get to know our a little bit more a little bit better and I, and I i'm really excited to to hear um what what you guys are thinking about certain um questions and discussions then moving on to topic two that will just be an ordinary yes or no poll question so we've still got poll questions going on within um, to be discussed and it will be just a, a, a more debate and discussion uh top uh, discussion where we are uh, at the end of the, the the topic, we will be able to put a yes or no poll to you guys, so you can vote on. Then moving on to our third discussion, and this is uh, brand new. So this will be a multi poll question where we can ask uh, bigger questions with more. Uh, answers to them so we can get a, a more idea of what you guys are, th- are feeling and give you guys a better option of of a way to to vote. I mean, for example, um, we could ask a question like, who's the best uh, post-war PM? And we could give you options from May, Blair, Thatcher. Um, and, and I think by doing that, we will be able to understand what you guys are feeling and get a better idea of who is um, the best post-war pm and then moving on to our final topic which should be a more relaxed discussion a more relaxed way forward which is a little bit more fun a little bit cheeky i'm going to use um (laughs) and it should it should develop some fun questions a little bit random questions i would say as well um allowing Callum and I to just sit back in our chairs a little bit more relax and and enjoy the end of the, the show
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I can say, say for sure, George, that in terms of if, if we do do that uh, best post for PM one, um, we won't be seeing May come out on top on that one. Uh, right. I can say that for certain. George. <laughs> I, I think um, I think the reasons speak for themselves. really. Uh, I mean, in terms of those different elements that we've got um, in the kind of new format, um, what of those elements most excites you?
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to the multi-poll question. I, I'm really because the, the, it gives us a, the ability to ask such a variety of questions to um, to you guys. And I'm just fascinated to see what the, the way you guys will vote. Um, and it gives us a better idea of what your opinions are on, on those discussions. So, yeah, absolutely. The multi-poll questions are the, the, the thing I'm most excited about. How about you, Callum?
2: Yeah, i I I would definitely agree with that. I think it's going to be great. It, um, it's going to allow us to kind of get a bit more of a kind of barometer against what people are thinking, uh, because quite often um, with, with the questions sometimes that we asked in the past, it, it would be better if there were, were kind of multiple options out there so that we can kind of see uh, rather than have to, they have to be such a binary choice, um, we can kind of see the the kind of nuance in the debate uh, and i think that really reflects you know what uh to be discussed is all about it's about ki- kind of showing um a- as we said in the introduction that um political discussions don't have to end in feuds and and the fact that there is a lot more than kind of this binary picture of politics this black and white picture of politics that um it's kind of often painted as
1: yeah no absolutely it, it really it really is and i i'm throughout uh, when we hosted Teenscope and now when we're hosting this, um, and like we said in the introduction, we, Callum and I, just really want to promote the idea that no matter what your opinion is, it doesn't have to end in bitterness. It doesn't have to end in calling each other personal names. You can have a an in-depth debate about something and move on from it. I mean, Callum and I, as I'm sure you'll find out, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners know, um, we have very different opinions on a lot of topics, yet I promise you, at the end of every show, Callum and I will still talk to each other we we normally carry on the Skype call and we normally um we'll talk to each other over that just talk about how the show went how we were feeling and if there was anything that Callum and I felt didn't go right or felt it wasn't um uh, right between us then we would just we would talk about it and and I think that that is the key of what we are saying and that the message we want to promote is that anything can be solved and and just by talking to each other and 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 getting to a a clarity between your, yourselves you will be able to move on and and you can allow yourselves to have different opinions yeah, yeah. Um, sorry sorry uh, go. right, i'm gonna i'm just gonna ask you a question <laughs> yes, um, do you do you think it's gonna be hard for you to uh get out of the out of saying teen scope or or do you think you're gonna be out you're gonna be fine oh no it's definitely definitely <laughs> uh,
2: it's gonna be very weird uh to to not be saying uh teenscope as you say and and you know it's been such a a, a part of what we've done um for for so long um but yeah it's it's really it's really weird but I think it's really good to have um a kind of clean break from that um to allow us to kind of freshen things up um a lot more as you said George I mean are you going to struggle with that as
1: well I think so when um, <laughs> we were the introduction music was playing in my head, I'm going, right. It's not teen scope. It's not teen scope. It's not teen scope. And then I think I did that so many times. I convinced myself that it was teen scope and it was really hard not to say teen scope. Um, but I'm very glad I didn't say teen scope. Um, do you, uh, when we started the show back in uh, a year and a half ago in August, 2017, um, did you think we would still be presenting a year and a half later and now with a brand new show?
2: <laughs> no, I never, I never anticipated that really. Uh, you know, I, I always thought uh, I thought we'd probably be, be canceled after an episode or something. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's really um, humbling the fact that we, we get to carry on with this. I mean, I suppose you were the, the same as well, George, in that you didn't really a- anticipate um, us being uh, doing this for so long.
1: No, absolutely oh. not. Um, I, I really. As long as we have um but i'm so glad that we have been able to do this as long as we have and it's been an absolute pleasure it absolutely it really really has um right okay i so said now normally i would be so used to say um go and vote go and vote on this poll but there isn't a poll to vote on for this first discussion so i will say um coming up now is don't worry about me by zara larson we'll be back very soon
2: Hello and welcome back to To Be Discussed with Cup and Gur. Right then, so on to the first uh, discussion of this evening and we are asking the question, should Brunei remain a member of the Commonwealth? So last week, the Asian nation of Brunei introduced a new law which made homosexuality punishable by death, which has provoked outcry across the Western world. Uh, the move has led to many brands, including STA Travel and Virgin Australia, to cancel business with the nation. And celebrities have also embraced the condemnation with George Clooney, Dua Lipa, Elton John, and many others calling for people to boycott hotels owned uh, by the Sultan of Brunei. Um, with the nation being a former British protectorate and member of the Commonwealth, many have now called for its membership to be rescinded in an unequivocal sign of solidarity with its persecuted, its persecuted LGB population. George, where do you stand on this? Do you do you think Brunei should remain a member of the Commonwealth?
1: Well, firstly, I just want to um, talk about what has been going on in Brunei. And I, I want to say how appalled I was when I heard that this was coming forward and that it actually got accepted into law in the country. Um, I thought we were moving forward as a whole world, um, internationally. And I, I really thought that we were taking the steps to make sure that things like this weren't going on. I mean, this is like reading medieval history books and we, we and this is still going on and is being presented in the 21st century. And I think it's absolutely disgusting in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do think we need to make sure we are taking every steps um, we can to put Brunei under scrutiny and to make sure they realise what they are doing and what they have done. And we, as you have um, clearly said in the introduction, we can do that as individuals by um, avoiding um, the the certain hotels and by spreading the message of love um for um lgb and and making sure that we are supporting them through through um all of these different um steps that that is going on and i mean for the people in brunei um that that are gay this must be incredibly scary for them and it must be such a horrible time and any people that decide to flee that country we need to make sure that um, as a country ourselves we are opening our arms up to them to say you are welcome here um, and we are acceptance of of your of your beliefs we have a right to make sure we stamp out and, and get rid of any attitudes like this. And I do believe that w- one of the ways we can ensure we do that is to make sure that we do kick them out of the Commonwealth. And I know it might seem uh, a little bit drastic. I don't know whether drastic is the right word to use, but I I do believe that it is the only way we can prove to them that we are all together, um, saying that it's disgusting what they, they have brought into practice now. Um, and I just, I've been going through in my head of the options that the other options that we could do as a nation or as a world, in, in stopping this and i don't believe there is really and truly any other way we can make an international impact on them um other than getting rid of them out of the commonwealth because that is quite a it's a secure um kind of union if you were of of countries and by doing that we are showing them that it's completely wrong what they've done and i i just i think it was the only way to make a massive impact um on, on what has happened what's what's your opinion on this
2: yeah i mean i i i agree with you and obviously you know these laws are completely uh, barbaric medieval as you say and and we we should condemn them as strongly as possible um and i am very tempted to go down the line of um that we, we should remove them from the commonwealth and i think there are a great many benefits or or merits to the argument of doing that um as as you've outlined there george um, but i do think we 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 need to put this slightly in perspective um in that if we, if we look at look at brunei it's it's not really an, an anomaly in the commonwealth in doing this so um if we're looking at this because this is effectively d- the death penalty um you know there's 30 commonwealth member states that have the death penalty mm. um and if we look at this in terms of criminalization of consensual same sex relations um there's 35 member states that still criminalize that um so <sighs> why are Brunei some special case that deserves being kicked out of the Commonwealth? If, we, if we're not going to kick out those 35 states or those 30 states for the death penalty, um, then it, we cannot then turn around and say that we, we should kick out Brunei based upon this, I think. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the severity of this punishment is, you know, I wouldn't look at a place in Islamic State, really. Um, but we we need to be wary of the fact that um, it's kind of how hypocritical it would make us look to, to, to turn around and kick them out of the Commonwealth. Um, but then that is possibly an argument for the fact that the Commonwealth altogether should be far more progressive and should take a much harder stance against a lot um, of these other nations that practice these kind of barbaric laws. Um, but I do think we also need to be Um, wary of of pushing what is a uh, a muslim nation um (laughs) into the arms of kind of islamic state or or someone or you know saudi arabia although they're kind of our allies i suppose um which is terrible to say really um but um we need to be wary of pushing them further towards um extremism and uh, I just worry that if we kick them out of the Commonwealth, we we do that. And also um, the country has a, a fairly um, significant um, role um, kind of in British foreign policy as well. You know, there's a British garrison there um, that, and they also have a battalion of Gurkhas who, you know, doing an, an enormous amount of work um, in kind of defending Uh, well the the British monarchy but also the kind of people there too and if we kick them out of the Commonwealth are those things going to kind of be torn up Um, and kind of a final point um, when we're talking about LGB rights we need to also look at own record as such and this is I mean obviously the level to which we are kind of underwhelming is nowhere near the kind of how atrocious these laws are but you know if we if we look at our efforts on lgbt education in in the west midlands um and we see the kind of efforts to stop having um an lgbt education there we can see that you know we're not the kind of uh, bastion for progress that we we sometimes make out um so you know i think it's a really difficult one and in many ways i'd love to say let's kick Brunei out of the Commonwealth. Um, But I think we need to, we should be hesitant about that because of the wider context. And also um, we need to be wary about does that then just leave um, uh, LGB people uh, to kind of the whims of of what is now a very radical um, Islamist government. Um, And I think we need to be wary of that.
1: I, I, I absolutely see where you're coming from, and I think you raised some really important points that I, um will be honest, I haven't really and truly thought about. And and upon that, I, I will come back and reflect on what I said earlier. I yeah. think maybe what needs to happen then is we need to see um, a situation where we give them the option then. We say, we don't just kick them out. We say to them, you get rid of that law or you will be kicked out. But I, I also do believe that I just find it hard to see how we can help them in any other way to because that is their sole belief that is what um, the leader of the country wants and that is what is happening and it's it would be very hard um, no matter how much diplomacy you have in that area to convince them that that law is a bad law Um, and I think also Um, Relating to having LGB um, education in schools here, yeah, I don't believe our progression is as fantastic as we would like to sometimes make out, but we are nowhere near as far behind as countries um, like Brunei. and, And I think even though we haven't always been right, we are always probably... A very good nation at being the first to kick up a fuss when we haven't been right and when things are wrong i think we are very good at pointing that out and saying um that it is wrong and trying our best to take action upon it um and i think that is where it gives us the right as a country to criticize um other countries that have these harsh laws and i do believe that we do need to send a united message across the across the whole commonwealth to say that we are not prepared for countries to have these laws going on and you know it might seem quite dictatorship but i believe we need to take a step and a stab to make sure that these laws are, are aren't in practice and i i think the only way we can ensure that is by being harsh and strict upon these countries i mean I, I know it's a probably different situation but russia for example if if russia are out of line we put sanctions upon those and i know the commonwealth you can't particularly do that under the commonwealth law and common uh, commonwealth alliance but i i I do think the queen essentially has the power to put sanctions on countries like that. And I do believe that is what should happen or we should make sure we are proving to them, proving to the governance in those countries that we, that that, that this isn't the way forward, that they're, um, points of view are wrong um and it's not a matter of opinion it is a matter of fact that being against these rights of people is totally wrong um and we need to absolutely make sure that we are um moving forward as a whole um commonwealth not just individually
2: yeah yeah
1: um I mean, just, just before we go on to the,
2: uh, the uh, second song break of this evening, George, I mean, how do you think this, this poll is going to go? Um, do you think people are going to say they should remain a member or or that they should be kicked out?
1: Well, I'm, I'm going to take my side of the argument and I'm going to say they should be kicked out and I'm going to say it's going to be 60-40. Okay. How about
2: you? Um, yeah, I'd agree that people will say they should be kicked out. I think probably higher than that, 80-20 is what Ooh. I'm going to go for. Uh, in terms of this. <laughs> it really is. Yes, yes. Uh, right then. So we've reached the time to go on to the uh, second song break of this evening. But remember to vote on this poll. Should Brunei remain a member of the Commonwealth? You can do that at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen. But for now, here is Love Letter by Nina Nesbitt. Hello, and welcome back to To Be Discussed with cup and Gur. Before the break, we asked the question, should Brunei remain a member of the Commonwealth? And you guys be voting away. So 49% of you have said yes, they should remain a member, compared to 51% of you that have said no, they shouldn't. Uh, I mean, I'm really surprised by that one, georgia I, I guess you are as well, judging by your prediction. Mm, no, absolutely.
1: I I really am. And it's, uh, I suppose people are of the opinion that staying together we can teach others better rather than kicking people out
2: yes yes i i I reckon so
1: right okay let's move on to our third discussion of this evening and we're asking the question who would you vote for in a general election so this is our multi-choice poll question with the options being the conservative party the labor party the liberal democrats change uk ukip or other so there has been a lot of speculation that there could be a snap election soon with everything up in the air whether or not brexit will happen whether or not we'll have a people's vote so some suggest that we the best way to solve all this mess is by putting it to the people but by a general election so callum i'm pretty sure we know the answer to this but who would you vote for in a general election and why but also if your choice wasn't standing who would you? Who would your vote go to then? Um,
2: well, so obviously uh, Liberal Democrats. So shot. Uh, Absolutely. Absolute vote for as a, car- a card carrier member. I think uh, <laughs> and standing for council. I think I I might be kicked out of the party if I said any differently. <laughs> um, yes, but um, no. I mean, if if the Liberal Democrats weren't standing, um, I, I I I would have to probably go for Change UK then. um (laughs) (laughs) um, because i mean in in terms of a general election that would be the surest way of um if the if if the moment wasn't too late already but that would be the surest way to try and get people's vote um through change uk Uh, and i think they're an interesting party because um i think they could go kind of two ways they could kind of um do an uh Uh, republic on the march um in um in france they could kind of become a maybe not challenging for government but they could certainly be challenging to be the opposition um but they also could go kind of more the way of the lib dems and um uh, at least in the 2015 election um and kind of lose an awful lot of their sitting mps at the moment who may be are very much more voting for for Labour than the candidate, or Conservatives, um, than the candidate. So I think they're a really interesting party to look at, their prospects in a general election. Um, And I will be interested when one comes around to see actually how they do. Uh, George, uh, I kind of return the question back to you again. I know the answer to the first one. What about that second one? If, If it weren't the Conservatives... Uh, who would you be voting for?
1: Well, I'm I'm sad I'm, I'm sad I'm that predictable that I would vote Conservative. Uh, <laughs> but no, of course I would vote Conservative. I'm, I'm uh, sensible. Um, but <laughs> if <laughs> if,
2: <laughs> if,
1: uh, if my choice wasn't there, which I I hope it is still there. Um, I would really struggle to vote for another party. I'll be honest with you. I don't believe I could vote for UKIP at the moment. They are so far right. It is unbelievable. Uh, And I mean, I could kind of see UKIP in terms of Brexit, but that is as far as my um, agreement goes with them. But if I was to vote for a party, I would and if the Conservatives went, I would. Keep my fingers crossed that the Liberal Democrats moved back over to the right hand side of the spectrum and were centre right. And then I would and get rid of their um, silly argument about having a a people's vote. um, And we would and I would absolutely probably back the Lib Dems. It feels it feels very strange saying that, if I'm honest. But like you said, Callum, and and I think this is really key. Change UK have a very interesting position to be in and they have also the ball is in their court when it comes to where they stand on the political spectrum i mean obviously at the moment i think it's quite obvious they stand on the center left but coming if there was a general general election in the next three years or when one should actually happen in 2022 i do believe in that time they can maybe progress becoming a true centralist party or moving a little bit further right and if that happens but depending on their policies then maybe i would look to vote for change uk um i think to be honest with you i would try and vote to make sure labor didn't get in um but as we know with our voting system it's very hard to do that in our in our the way our voting system works i will say though as callum and i are both um practically anti-labor um we i do feel like we do have to make sure we are giving a voice in for Labour and why certain people would vo- vote for Labour. Um, and, you know, every like we always say, everyone's open to their opinion and pe- everyone has an absolute right to back Labour. Um, if we look at the way they're standing on Brexit at the moment, they are. I mean, we finally realise where they're standing on Brexit. Um, they they probably want a customs union, a kind of soft Brexit, as it were, as it were, um, Possibly having a people's vote along with the policy, if the withdrawal agreement got through, probably it would have a tag on it saying, "If this gets through, it will go to the people again." As in, they're saying i a conf- a, I can't say the word confirmatory vote. Is yes. that how they're describing it? yep that, that uh, Yep. And they would they want to put more spending into the NHS, of course. Um, they want to put over three billion extra funding into the NHS, to be precise. Um, they want to put an extra eight billion into social care. Um, and they they would raise taxes uh, for like corporation tax to make sure they can fund these certain areas and rising um, the police as well. So given that argument of labor, because I feel it would be unfair of us not to be able to bring that argument forward on Labour's behalf.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, also, they've got quite a big policy of uh, re-nationalizing the railways as well, which is obviously um, fairly popular amongst the electorate, I do believe. Uh, just kind of going back towards UKIP, um, do, uh, UKIP uh, uh, were to, I think me and you both said it on the show, they, they were dead. Yes. Um, but now we've, we've seen polls come out, which suggest they're back up to around about where the Lib Dems are, so about 8%, give or take. Um, with kind of this really strong pro Brexit um, voice that they have now, and the, the kind of credentials they have for that, so do, do you think this means that the UKIP aren't dead now, and that we could maybe see a kind of rebirth under Jared Batten? Is that his name?
1: Um, I think so, Jared Barron. <laughs> Jared Batten. Anyway, who cares? Um, it's. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure I ever said UKIP were dead. I think I said if Brexit went wrong, they would come back. Okay. And look, and look what's happened. As if yes. I could tell the future. Look, um, no, I I think Brexit uh, Brexit. No, I think UKIP is 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 starting to to make some ground. I don't. I do believe, however, they won't ever make significant ground when it comes to a general election. I do believe they're only making ground because at the moment they are the only party that is backing a no deal Brexit. And personally, I think that is why they are making that, that move so quickly forward. Um, As we've always said, if Brexit wasn't on the cards, then UKIP would absolutely be dead. But because it's still being played upon, um, Brexit is still within that game. Uh, Sorry, UKIP is still within that game. And, like I don't believe that they would make significant ground in a parliamentary election, local elections, possibly. Um, If we did fight the European elections, I think that's where they would make the most grounds. But like I said, I don't believe that most people are are believing the majority of their policies that they have now and how far right they have gone. But they are backing them just to possibly put pressure on the government and to possibly... Get a no deal Brexit because, like I said, it's the only party that is um, bringing that forward. Do you, do you think that's why UKIP is coming forward again, or do you think they're coming forward because we are getting a more right wing electorate? Um,
2: no, I think they're coming forward because they've managed to capitalise on the the kind of pro Brexit vibe. Now, I mean, the Conservatives had um, or, or the pro Brexit um, kind of population. Uh, which is a, a very significant minority within the country. Um, and I, I think they, they're capitalizing on that in the way that the Conservatives had kind of sucked all of that back towards them. But because they're now, you know, in talks with Labour, looking more towards maybe a, a softer Brexit, um, I, it's making uh, people go back en masse towards UKIP um, and kind of not towards the other. Parties there because obviously uh, Nigel Farage just got his Brexit Party, but it'd be interesting to see um kind of ha- how they do in comparison to UKIP and and a lot of people said that the for UKIP um, or or rather Nigel Farage was UKIP yeah. um, and that was one of the reasons why they've kind of gone down the toilet recently. Um, But obviously, with this poll rise, without Nigel Farage as even a member of UKIP, um, that might suggest that that kind of narrative of history um, was wrong um, and that Nigel Farage maybe wasn't as significant as what um, we had suggested. I mean, just very briefly, I mean, what do you think about that, George? Do you think that's correct and Nigel Farage wasn't as significant in, in the Brexit vote as a whole, I suppose, then as well?
1: Um, no, I I don't believe that. I, I think Nigel Farage was was Mr. UKip, um Mr. Brexit and I believe he still is. And I think if we had the Brexit party within um, a uh, um, a poll result, I believe they would probably be polling roughly the same level as UKIP. Um, like I said, I, I think UKIP have become progressive because they are so they are the only party currently standing on a no deal Brexit. And if if the Brexit Party was to stand in the general election, I do believe they would probably get roughly the same vote as UKIP. Um, I think we would even see Nigel Farage be elected. Um, now, quickly, before we um, go on to our next on break, I want to ask you, Callum, can you quickly do a line to say why people should or would vote for the Lib Dems? Wow you caught
2: me on the spot a bit there George. <laughs> um I think you should vote for the Liberal Democrats if you believe um first of all um that we should remain a member of the European Union but also if you just believe in creating a a freer more equal more tolerant society and th- that was really really marketing uh <laughs> George um just very quickly then why do you think people should vote conservative.
1: I think you should, um, people should vote conservatives if they believe in a secure future, if they believe in a future that can actually prosper, they can actually live comfortably within a a, um, a government that would actually invest into all the, the amenities that we need to live in every day, um, bringing non-employment n- down and, and Everything like that. So I believe the Conservatives are the way forward for this country.
0: You right, could who
1: God. rehearsed I mean,
2: that, couldn't you, George?
1: I, can I just say, I haven't rehearsed that at all. <laughs> that, is, that is speaking from the heart. That just shows how much I believe in conservatism. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I'm really, really fascinating to see how this goes. And Callum, who do you think is going to come out on top? Uh, Labour, probably. Oh, OK. OK, I think it's probably going to be between Labour or the Lib Dems. Oh wow, I'll be interested to see that Yeah. Okay, remember we want you to vote on this question Who would you vote for in a general election and remember those options are the Conservative Party, the Labour Party, Liberal Democrats Change UK, UKIP or other and you can do that at wizardradio.co.uk for us to listen Um, but for now, here is Bad Guy by Billie Eilish Welcome back. So before that break, we asked the question, who would you vote for in a general election? And the options were the Conservative Party, the Labour Party, the Liberal Democrats, Change UK, UKIP or other. And you guys have been voting away and the results have just come in. Come in. So the Conservative Party got 29% of the vote. Labour got 31% of the vote. The Lib Dems got 12% of the vote. Change UK got 25% of the vote. UKIP got 0% of the vote and other got three percent of the vote well callum i i am i mean i love seeing that i think it's brilliant i mean change personally change uk you come out of nowhere yeah i know i mean i'm
2: it only just registered with me how high they came i mean obviously as as i said before we went to the break i did think labor would probably just uh, would come out on top but i thought they'd come out much higher yeah. than that
1: i mean um, i would i would just say on a conservative level i'm i'm actually happy how high the conservatives have ranked in that i was quite worried
2: <laughs> yeah i'm uh, <laughs> i'm slightly concerned by the liberal democrats vote I'm not. share there um <laughs> and i would have been interested to have seen what it was like before change uk came along and Probably to see zero. whether or not we've lost a lot of votes uh, to them mm. Right then, time to move on to our fourth discussion of this evening. And we are asking, do you believe in soulmates? So it's the age old question of relationships and dating. Does such a thing as the one exist? George, in probably the shortest introduction I've ever done on Wizard Radio, uh, do you believe in soulmates?
1: Um, It's actually quite nice for you to do a short introduction for once. You can get a word in edgeways, can't you? Yeah, it's quite nice. I mean, instead of your, you droning on forever. Um, <laughs> um, do I believe in soulmates? Oh, that's a very hard question. Um, I don't know, really. I uh, It kind of comes into the same genre as do you believe in uh, love at first sight, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I think soulmates are, are a lovely idea. And I think if you get with someone and you truly love them and you truly want to work everything out then i believe that the idea of being soulmates can happen and i like my um nana and grandpa they were with each other for 65 years i think and to me they were soulmates because they were together for so long but i don't think soulmates works for everyone i don't think everyone wants a soulmate so i i think it's a soulmates can happen but only if you want it to happen
2: yeah yeah I, I mean i i actually think i agree with you on that george in that i think for for certain people they are kind of a, a one um person person if that makes sense as in they yeah. will only fall in love with one person and they won't really be able to kind of shape that as it were uh and so brilliant if that person loves them back not so good if they don't love them back but you know that's neither here nor there really um but um i but for other people i think they are capable of loving multiple people as such yeah. um probably not at once um but uh, you you don't know to be fair um and so uh, so i do think ultimately yes i i do believe in soulmates but i don't think it it necessarily should be a bad thing if you don't think that you've met your soulmate
1: yeah do you, um, do, you
2: do you believe you've met your soulmate Callum? uh well i i believe that i've met my soulmate for presenting radio george what about you oh what a way <laughs> <laughs> oh, i like
1: that i wish i could say the same um uh, <laughs> 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 no I, I don't believe I've, I've met mine yet i'm, I'm, st- I'm still searching yes, yes. <laughs> um
2: i mean just very quickly uh how do you think this poll is gonna go george
1: oh i think it's going to be a 60 40 split in the favor of people do believe that there are soulmates
2: okay i
1: see i, I
2: think actually that more people won't believe in soulmates now well
1: there's um, only one way to find out
2: yes we will find out when we come back from this song break uh, but don't forget to vote on this poll do you believe in soulmates you can do that at wizardradio.co.uk forward slash listen for now this is my bad by k Hello and welcome back. So the, before that break, we asked the question, do you believe in soulmates? And you guys have been voting away, and George was right in his prediction, or at least more right than me. So 66% of you have said yes, you do believe in soulmates, compared to 34% of you that have said no, you don't. So George, are you going to be smug about this one?
1: I am very smug, yes. I'm, I'm, you can't see it, everyone, but I'm doing my smug face. Oh God, I can just, uh, I can just
2: imagine it now, George, and I'm not, and a, not very what a,
1: happy. What a lovely thought that is for you to have the image of my lovely face in your head.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 just brilliant. It's, it's like, it's like when the Brexit vote happened. That's all I could think about. How smug you'd be, George. <laughs> Apart from it's not four in the morning, and I don't, I don't not believe it. Yeah, and I'm unfortunately I'm not in Portugal either, so it's very sad. <laughs> Right then, we've actually reached the time to end this evening's show, so thanks very much for listening to the opening show of To Be Discussed with Cup and Gur. We hope you've enjoyed the first of many shows, unless, of course, we get (laughs) cancelled. Fingers crossed we don't.
1: Um, (laughs) (laughs) As mentioned earlier, for the first segment of next week's show, we'd like to hear your thoughts on this question is America still the leader of the free world? You can do that by sending us an email to station at wizardradio.co.uk or through Twitter, that's at WizRadio. And remember that question is, is America still the leader of the free world? And we are honestly really looking forward to hearing your opinions next week. But it has now come to the time for Callum and I to be leaving. So as always, I've been George Jones Cup. And I've been Callum Gurr. It's now time for Jack
2: Jones and Martin Solveig with All Day and Night. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Goodbye. See you soon.